0: Hey guys, this is uh, Seth Gruber here. Um, this is going to be a special episode of Unaborted. We're going to have a live conversation here um, with my friend AJ Hurley, um, who we're going to get on the live stream right now. He's the director of Survivors of the Abortion Holocaust. Um, he is um, a, a nurse, he has delivered babies, he has worked faithfully on behalf of unborn children. He resides in California, like myself, and has been at the center of this recent story with the murdered infants and unborn children, some of whom were clearly killed through partial birth abortion at the Washington, D.C. Surgy Center by the abortionist named Santangelo. And so we're going to have a conversation with A.J. We're getting him on the live stream now. And uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, we recorded this live on Monday, april 11th so aj welcome to the live conversation welcome to the show brother
1: hey thanks so much for having me on seth you've been such a good friend through all this man and my lori and i are just so so grateful for you and for your church and for your prayers bro because man we talked in some really dark days and and it, you know there were just some real spiritual darkness over us the last um you know, this last week and honestly, you and a few other people were, were just a huge godsend to us, um, just lifting us up in prayer. Because, man, when you go after, I'll tell you what, Seth, when you go after the sacrament of, of the left, which is the blood of the unborn, man, you can yep. expect to be um, That's right. just hit
0: hard. Exactly right. Yep.
1: So That's um, exactly
0: right, AJ. Brother, you're a a blessing, man. I just, for the listeners, everyone tuning in, whether it's live right now or on the podcast uh, the same day, um, you guys just need to know um, what AJ sort of put on the line uh, to expose evil. You know, brother, Ephesians 5.11 says, "Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And for literally decades, the church has been doing more to suppress the deeds of darkness, the horror of abortion, than to actually expose it. Uh, And when you do, the left loses their ever loving minds um, because this is the centerpiece of secular progressivism. Abortion really undergirds their entire political regime. And we're going to talk about a lot of dark things today. And so I just I just want to thank you, AJ, for being willing to have these conversations. Uh, you've been invited on some much bigger platforms than my humble Instagram or my humble podcast. And t- I know talking about this so much in the days following the last week or so, brother, is very hard and difficult and heavy. Um, so we appreciate you, the people right now, just leaving such kind comments. We're praying for mm-hmm. you, man, you and yeah. your wife. Um, this is, Thank you. This is a turning point right now. We all kind of sense it. We feel it in the spiritual climate of the country. Um, and we need for to be sure. faithful in this turning point, in this Kairos moment. Hey, AJ, really quick for people yeah. who don't know you, brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, very quickly just tell us your background. You, you, I mean, you've served in hospitals, right? You yeah. helped deliver babies. This is not like, you're not some Republican kook who's just like, um, you know, trying to like, uh, you know, throw pregnant women in the back of your truck to save unborn children at abortion clinics. It's no, this like, people need to learn your story and your heart brother. So tell us just a little bit about uh, kind of what, where you've worked, where you, how yeah. God brought you to survivors of the abortion Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And if you want, you can even tease, the, what you've already had to count on behalf of, uh, not being jabbed <laughs> and uh, yeah, what happened yeah. in your life.
1: Wow. That's yeah. It's, that's cool. <laughs> it's been a crazy six months of my life. Let's just start by, by saying that, but okay. So I have been in the medical field now for, uh, this year will be 20 years. I started as an EMT at hmm. the age of 18, just out of, uh, I, I you know, I, I was homeschooled wow. Graduated a little bit early, uh, went became uh, went through schooling was became an EMT right out of high school uh, high school started working on an ambulance. Um, did that for about five years. Went back, got a bachelor's degree. Did an additional two years after that, um, and got a um, became a, a what's called an RT, a, a respiratory care practitioner, a respiratory therapist. Is popular wow. the term of it. So, and then I worked at UCLA Medical Center for just about seven years there. Um, So, and it was specialized in, with the little ones, with uh, neopedes um, respiratory therapy. And so um, was working on, super small babies and small cardiac kids coming out of, uh, the NICU, uh, what we call CT, uh, CTICU. So these little congenital cardiac kids that would come out of, um, you know, some of them had to be delivered, um, early too, just because of, uh, issues there with, with their congenital heart defects. So Mm -hmm. began doing that and was happy doing that. I love doing that. Um, And then uh, subsequently, this, you know, worked the entire pandemic, by the way, um, putting people on, not not just little babies on ventilators, but uh, putting COVID COVID patients on ventilators. And uh, we have six ICUs or had six ICUs uh, at UCLA when I worked there. And so, um, uh, but anyway, so I worked on a number of of COVID floors, uh, working with covered patients and then um, ended up not, not volunteering with like the basically not giving them my, my vaccine paperwork um, and just telling them, no, I'm not going to do that. And they started uh, firing some friends of mine, Dr. Chris Rake and my friend, Tara, Tara, and so I um, ended up getting fired from them for not, for not doing that. And at the same time, I had been working for um, as a sidewalk counselor for a number of years uh, in West Hollywood, Uh, but also uh, working and volunteering for um, with the survivors of abortion Holocaust. And, and that was kind of a long story doing that, how I got into that. But I I started filming a documentary on why, why people uh, in the church have not gotten involved with this greatest Holocaust Mm -hmm. of our generation and found out very quickly that this is not a new issue uh, and not a new problem in the church. In fact, um, the, the American church has long, and pastors have long resisted some of which I will, will not name here today, but, uh, well-named pastors have, have even have resulted in having members of their congregation jailed for trying to rescue the pre their pre-born, um, neighbors wow. and pre-born image bearers of God. So I, I was like, I need to talk about this. I need to pinpoint why, american evangelicalism is so wrapped up in um in just this self-love and um pointed it pretty much narrowed it down to a few things um you know easy believism gospel and and pietism that's that's swept through our our nation and um and you know bad bad eschatology but um i started doing a documentary on this and then i i ran into a guy um that was uh helping out with operation rescue in the 80s named jeff white and um that guy became a total hero of mine jeff uh has been arrested several times just just preaching the gospel and saving babies and and um so anyway so i i began to uh become a pro-life activist being trained by him and all that that encompasses and uh when i the axe fell at ucla they were like hey you know we just really believe that god's called you to become the next guy and so then they offered me a full-time job and for a year now i've been the director uh at at survivor so that's where we're at today
0: well it's providential aj that um god is taking care of your family um as you were fired for standing up to this tyranny. Uh, And of course, those who kill children cannot be trusted to help children um, or anyone else. And so it shouldn't surprise us that those who lynch the unborn in the womb and call it reproductive justice will also target political dissidents and attack every other natural right that flows from the right to life. Yeah. So I just thank you, AJ. I just wanted people to hear your background. AJ it now leads up the Survivors of the Abortion Holocaust, a wonderful pro-life organization. It's been around for a while. It's very faithful, um, particularly in sidewalk counseling and reaching out to the next generation, yeah. um, because we are survivors of the abortion yes. Holocaust, and yeah. a third of our generation, AJ, is missing yeah. uh, at least because they were lynched in the womb. Um, but let's talk about justice for the five. It's yeah. Really justice for the is it the hundred and. 12, 113.
1: uh, Um, I mean, even largely justice justice for the 60, 70 million babies
0: that have been. (laughs) Yeah, I I know what you mean. Yeah, of course. Aptly put. But um, for you guys tuning in or listening to this, uh, you guys have been asking for my comments. Some people were upset that I wasn't posting enough. Uh, My life's crazy. I got kids. I'm traveling a lot. Uh, I can't always be on on, on social media. But this is um, important. And I wanted to bring my friend AJ on to give us a front lines. um,
1: Well, uh, I'll actually
0: back uh, you up on that one too
1: because I think you were smart not to get on the board with this soon because a lot of people got on board with this too soon and just spouted horribly... Uh, fallacious and um, slanderous rhetoric uh, online about the people that are involved. There's so much misinformation. You really, uh, you know, got to be careful what you read about this story because it's just, it's shrouded in absolute slander and vitriol and lies. So, that's I'm right, glad that right. uh I'm glad that you're wise enough to to you know go go to the <laughs> Ad Fontaine to the source so yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, thanks AJ. So um for you guys tuning in there are a few um people involved here so just so you know what we're talking about okay today if if you if for some reason you haven't been become aware of this story already thank God for a digital world that allows this information to be disseminated but um, we know that um Babies are killed through point of birth in this country. It's legal through all nine months of pregnancy. And uh, educated pro-lifers, AJ, also know – that babies continue to be killed through partial birth abortion. Mm -hmm. They continue to be um, killed after they've been delivered or sometimes accidentally delivered in the process of an abortion. We know this happens. And then the left goes, show us the data, prove it. And we're like, that's the point. The abortion industry is the least regulated industry that masquerades under the title of medicine in the entire country. States are not required to report their abortion data. This is why you get people, um, uh, like uh, the, the infanticidal maniac in Louisiana. What was his mm. name again? Uh, or oh, Philadelphia, um, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, yeah, Gosnell.
0: Yeah, Kermit Gosnell. People yeah. were asking, well, how did he get away with this? There's bloodstained on the walls. There's unwashed instruments. And we went, yeah. well, we've been trying to tell you the abortion yeah. industry is the least regulated industry in the country. So, so yes, we can't point to raw, raw CDC public uh, follow the science approved data that proves how many babies are killed through partial birth abortion, but we know it's happening. And this story helped blow the lid off of what we already know is happening. So you've got AJ, you've got survivors, you've got Mm -hmm. Teresa Bakavanak, you have progressive Mm. anti abortion uprising. You have a woman named Lauren Handy, who is Mm -hmm. part of the progressive anti abortion uprising, I believe, who works with Teresa. These are some of the figures involved. Um, AJ, start from the beginning before you got involved to help yeah. and, mm-hmm. and tell us what happened um, according to some of your best pro-life sidewalk counseling friends.
1: And you know, just to before I do that, just to highlight and to piggyback off what you said there, uh, Seth, because this is so important—the the unregulated aspect of what we call healthcare, right, in this country, these cute little euf- euphemisms that we we like to use—and you so aptly like like to point out, you know, you don't. Just to illustrate this point, Seth, you don't. You can not only so the reason why, the, and we'll go into this, but the DC mayor is now said no crimes in these full-term babies have been committed is because two things. Yes, right? Because one, you can legally in the state of D.C., you can uh, abort up to the day of birth. And then two, you don't even have to be a medical professional to perform abortions in D.C., Yep. Something, something yep. that I I, di- I wasn't even aware of until this happened. You don't, you, you do be an
0: ophthalmologist.
1: I, yes, you could, you could be a gardener, right? You could literally. Okay. You don't, you don't even have to have it's a disgusting. medical license to perform oh. abortions. And that, I know that's hard to believe, but um, that's why. So what's come out also with this, by the way, is this guy Cesare Santangelo. His license has been revoked. He doesn't even have a medical license because it's been revoked. It's been revoked for a number of years. And wow. he he is operating in D.C. legally and without any um, a fault or pro, uh, problems because you don't have to have a medical license in the state of D.C. to perform abortions. Wow. So, um, but. Anyway, sorry, I got a little on a tangent there. Well, it's, it's I, interesting, they, right, you
0: know. AJ? They say abortion is healthcare and the decision yeah. should be left between a woman and her doctor. Yes. And suddenly they want to bring in people who are not doctors to Thank perform you. healthcare services. They're not qualified to perform. Thank you. So Thank just you. to blow off the cover of the BS and lies that the entire you know, abortion industrial complex is built upon. But exactly. go back to the beginning.
1: So, so yeah. So, I became friends with um, a lot of people in this movement. So I, uh, what I've been working on the last couple of years is, is just going after fetal organ harvesting. And there's a lot of people in a lot and very, the very liberal state that we're um, in that are involved with that. So I became friends with a lot of people who are all different walks of life. And as far as I'm concerned, man if you want to stop baby killing and you know it's like i'm not going to ask your denominational alliance if you want to go in and save a, a baby from a burning building right you know i'm not going yeah, to have yeah. you i'm not going to have you preach in my church but so any yeah, yeah. anyway so um i i became i'm not progressive i'm the farthest thing from it because but i i became in this political fight to uh, became friends with a lot of people that are along those lines and um and we argue a lot, but but we work together to try to fight, fight this evil. And so, I right. became with friends with Teresa. I became friends with Lauren. Uh, Lauren actually used to work. She worked for she's worked for Survivors more than longer than any organization, I believe. She worked for Survivors for I think wow. about five years. Um, she was the heartbeat of Survivors before I took over. So um, it's kind of interesting yeah. that she's embroiled in all this controversy and this national story now. But so I. Wow. I I got to be friends with them, and so much so. I mean, I, we're kind of like brothers and sisters. I mean, they, they, when when something comes comes wrong, they're gonna hate me for saying this. But when a you know when a when a feminist uh, is in in the uh, the gulags, you know they look for the man around them. <laughs> She's gonna hate me for saying that. But um, so so when this happened, th- I was in New York outside of Margaret Sanger's Planned Parenthood. And I right. get a phone call from my friend Teresa just in a very panicked moment and just asking like, where are you? I need you here now. We took a four and a half, five hour plane or uh, train ride down to, um, to DC. And we were there um, like, you know, five, six hours after this happened and brother, nothing, nothing could prepare us for what we were going to experience and so what happened was um, my friends have been involved with cyber counseling for quite some time yep. in the D.C. area, uh, and they were outside of these, this abortion clinic. They saw a, a truck pull up by a company uh, called Curtis Bay, and yep. uh, um, the guy get out. Curtis he goes Bay
0: Medical Waste.
1: Yes. So Curtis Bay, they uh, are involved with biomedical waste. And they are taking biomedical waste in this, in this instance, the, um, you know, aborted fetal remains of, of members of the DC and surrounding communities. Uh, They are rounding all these children up and incinerating them And through that process of incineration are using the combustion to somehow convert that into electrical energy for the Baltimore area. So literally. Yeah. we are looking at a company that is taking the the pre-born image bearers of God and turning them into the type of electricity that charges our cell phones. Yeah, we're going to have
0: to apologize to the Nazis, um, AJ. Um, And and we'll get to what Curtis Bay has said about that. But they're outside sidewalk counseling. And as they are, outside of washington yeah. d c Surgy Center, yes, the Curtis Bay medical waste truck pulls up, and what happens
1: so you know what anybody that 's been sidewalk counseling for a long time knows it's it 's not a brain it 's not rocket science Seth mothers go in and eventually babies come out and so yeah. uh, uh, the only company that picks up these children is Curtis Bay uh, so the driver by god 's sovereignty and his grace. Um, they approach him as he's carrying two of uh, what we learned is th- two of the three boxes uh, of medical waste uh, out to this truck and loading them up. And they approach him and just say, "Hey, sir, I, you know, I don't know what you know, but do you know what's in these boxes of this place?" And he's like, "Just, I'm a medical waste guy. What do you mean, what's in these boxes?" And they're like, "No, you don't right. understand." that's an abortion clinic and what's inside those boxes are babies. And by God's grace, this dude was just cut to the heart about this. And, and he's frantically searching his paperwork, frantically going back and before, you know, in between, um, you, you know, boxes and, and verifying which abortion clinic this is. And he is just visibly disturbed. So at that point now wow. um they, for ask the further question is like um we want to give these babies a proper burial can can we have a box of these children to to give them dignity of a a christian burial and he is just like looking around freak you know just totally freaking out and and says well i scan these boxes in i'm gonna look the other way so lauren takes the box they take it back to um, a this place of safety. This is no, not, this, no,
0: like never happened.
1: Not in uh, 10 to 15 years. I don't think something like this has happened. And I don't know if anybody has even seen um, babies this, this close to, to birth. I mean uh, that victims. And so inside this box are 115 children. Um, 110 of those were first trimester babies and the the second uh, were later term. Um, two of them were probably late to early third trimester, and uh, three of them were. Um, one in particular was almost full term. Christopher X uh, held him in my arms, and um, oh my God, goodness, I, I could not believe that someone could do these things to to these babies. I I I, I abortion. I knew it before, brother, but. I can categorically tell a you a different thing. Abortion is the most wicked and vilest, most demonic thing anybody could ever do to a to to an image bearer of God. To look at that baby in all of its innocence and in all of its purity and to dismember that child and to ca- just just to cut that baby up And dismember it while it's alive and pain capable is just unconscionably deplorable and despicable. It's demonic. And it needs to, it's just, it needs, we have to end this, Seth. We have to end this thing. It has to end, man.
0: You know, AJ, uh, I made a comment online the other day. Uh, I shared the photos, some of them. And i said you know this really puts a different perspective on groups like pro-life evangelicals for biden yeah this really puts a different perspective and viewpoint on the apolitical neither left nor right pastors Mm -hmm. who say um i don't see anything in scripture aj telling me to engage uh, politics and i would actually argue Mm -hmm. i could but yeah. they say I, I just make an we're just called to the great commission yeah uh, and so the politics that's a dirty business that's something yeah. else i'm pro life personally aj don't worry about yeah. after i'm personally pro life but we don't engage that in the public, in the political yeah. sphere yeah. Uh, it really puts a different perspective in fact i have recently been saying from the stage in my talks aj and you should see the the audience faces when i make this comment i don't i've never mm-hmm. heard another pro life yeah. speaker make this comment not not to toot my own horn but but to go back to how how very few people who even call themselves pro-life are committed to exposing Mm. the deeds of darkness. And what I said, brother, I said, I I wonder sometimes, guys, I Mm -hmm. wonder sometimes if the pastors of America Mm -hmm. had the buckets of the mutilated bodies of aborted children in their County dumped on the doorsteps of their pastor's office at the end of every Mm -hmm. month that they had to tread through barefoot to get to their desk, to prep their sermon on Saturday Mm -hmm. night, if they would live and speak a little differently. Mm -hmm. And so this is why this is so significant is because this has always been going on. This reality is not new. It's perpetual. Mm -hmm. And it's been going on for 49 years, but God in his grace and in his sovereignty, allowed in this circumstance some of this evil to be publicly exposed and praise god for the role that you obediently um, fulfilled (sighs) in that scenario aj so they call you because they they want your help in unboxing these mutilated babies is that right
1: well they they wanted i think one (laughs) i think primarily they wanted emotional support from a man that's my perspective um
0: and your wife? And, is with
1: you. uh, yes. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. She, she's my partner in crime. She's my partner in ministry, and she, you know, I, I hardly do anything without her these days. And she's amazing, and and she's she's just an amazing woman. And so, she got to experience all so this. You guys get this. there
0: and tell us what happened. Yeah.
1: So so we get there. Um, we made a series of very very difficult choices. Um, you know, with this, it, there's one you don't know the legality of this too because on one hand on one hand you know what it is and the but on the other hand it's medical waste right so there's no crime against taking trash right you can take somebody else's as trash all you want there's no federal crime or local crime against taking somebody's garbage but conveniently when it doesn't fit the agenda and the narrative that they're going for conveniently these are corpses Conveniently, there's yeah. these are human beings, wow. right? Yeah. And so um, we we wow. we were just um, man. We we were talking to lawyers. We were talking to people who've been do- people like Monica Miller. People have been doing this for 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 you know fifty years. Just just being involved with this mutant, uh, movement. And I know it's weird for people that are you know aren't in the pro life realm. But this isn't new to the movement because of the fact that you know, begin before there were biomedical waste companies, it was the Christians that were taking these yeah. babies out of the garbage cans and giving them proper burial and showing them to the world yeah. everything that the that people were denying the humanity of these babies from the very inception, and so it was Christians who were showing the world the, Israel her abominations, and um, so so we we were just trying. To, desperately trying to get an independent pathologist that could look at these babies. But what was on the top of my priority list was making sure that these babies were documented, that we had videographic evidence, that we had high quality photos and photographs of these babies. So, so that we can show to the world that this is still happening. I mean, you know, this, you said it earlier, people are denying that this is even still happening so, yep. um, so that was part of the, the, the plan and it took a lot longer. We were, we were trying to search for a pathologist and it took DCPD. When we arranged for them to pick them up, it took DCPD, almost 24 hours to pick them up. So they were there for almost five days at this point. Um, Whoa. and we could not find an independent pathologist, um, that, that would, uh, that would, would look at these children and you know, the, this the happened fear, in late
0: March, right?
1: we picked them up on the March 29th, I'm uh, sorry, once 25th and we have made arrangements on March 29th. So yeah. And so um, convenient. So this is, this is the other crazy part of this story. Seth is when we on, on March 29th, we arranged for DCPD to k- pick these babies up. Uh, we, Took 110, all the first trimester babies, and we, I drove them to have, to a priest to have a proper burial because I knew that they, we would never, the chances of getting these babies back and to, to have a proper burial, uh, especially for Catholics right. is, is very, very important. And so uh, we made the decision. But you had two.
0: already gone through all of these children, right? Oh, 100%. You had already Every held year. them, documented them, photographed them. So you're a mess.
1: Oh, dude. Oh, it's, I cannot just dis- begin to describe what was going on emotionally. But I, what happened, I initially cried the first night. And then I just went into like this work mode where, where I just oh, like, it yeah. th- became a job to do and something I had to be calloused about and just get through for the good of these children, for justice and for the, the, the good of this national story to end this madness. Yeah. Uh, and so I went into just damage control mode and just went through the process. We, I got lighting, I got video evidence. I, you know, the best kind of uh, camera that I could find at the time just to totally document all yeah. of these, not only the first trimester babies, but especially the later ones. So that, um, yeah, I, I, once we deliver these over, it's over, right? So I don't, yeah, Who, what were the chances that DCPD is actually going to do the right thing and and act reasonably responsibly? So now we have the evidence, video evidence to hold them accountable. So people like to to say what you will about that, but it was necessary in order to to hold the level of accountability in order to hold DC to. And and what what do you see? Exactly what the same thing that we we had thought that was going to happen they take the the babies, they say no crime has been committed and, um, and they, they refuse, adamantly refuse to do an autopsy on these babies. So, um, we, so here's, here's the crazy thing real quick about it. Um, what people need to know. So we are the ones that arrange really quick. Yeah, sure. um,
0: I don't know how much time uh, the stream is. Yeah, no, the stream is, is a little bit staggering. Okay. Um, Uh, You're cutting in and out, so let me just make a comment um, and let's see if your stream gets better. Um, One of the reasons why what you did was so important to AJ um, is that some of these children, one in particular that I believe you guys named uh, Baby Harriet, Mm -hmm. um, was very clearly murdered through partial birth abortion. Yes. Um, Now, we need to remember as pro-lifers and Christians that while looking at late trimester abortions is more grisly and it's more difficult Uh to look at that child is just as valuable at that stage as they were in the first trimester stage. You know, there, there's no magical fetus fairy that sprinkles a little bit more personhood conferring fairy dust as the child develops. It's the same baby. It was all, it was always you, but, but it it is, it is self-evident that it is more difficult to look at a later developed murdered baby, but baby Harriet in particular Aj And you guys, you, I'll, I'll post the photos on Instagram. I've already posted it on Facebook. You need to go look at the photos. If you haven't, you have to stare at it. Half of her skull is caved in. She's got half of one eye is completely gone. The other eye is open and her head is caved in. Well, how does that happen, AJ? Uh-huh. Well, it happens through partial birth abortion. That's exactly. what it looks like. After you stick bomb scissors into the back of their neck, you open the scissors, you stick a suction catheter tube into the back of the neck, you suck their brains out so their head collapses, but you do it while the head and the shoulder blades are still in the vaginal canal so that you can still call it an abortion because Mm -hmm. the baby was still partially in the uterus. People are saying, where are the photos? You guys can go to Survivors of the Abortion Holocaust. You can uh, go to my Facebook. I'll be posting them on my Instagram as well to look at the actual real photos. But that's why this is so significant, AJ. So continue from from there because this means that the federal government would be involved in illegal activity by covering up um, illegal partial birth abortions.
1: Exactly. So do you want me to take it from the, the, the point? Uh, you know what I'm going to tell you? Actually, I think the important the thing to to uh, start and, and emphasize here is this is how wicked the government is. We arranged for DCPD to pick up these babies they wait to pick up these babies and instead suddenly lauren is picked up by the fbi on something that's completely different um something that she had done strange years timing, earlier so for her for her sidewalk, sidewalk advocacy, the advocate, uh, advocate uh, being a sidewalk advocate, and, and yeah, yeah. Uh, t- two years earlier. And so, so here we are. You know, um, she's all of a sudden swooped up by by the by the FBI, and and is gone. Um, interesting that timing, right? And then a few hours later. The DCPD pick up the babies, and then the media runs the story that the FBI raided her house because there's five babies in there. So now it's a growing, wow. so, so now it's a growing story, right? That that this crazed lunatic, a uh, pro lifer, is harboring fetuses in her basement, and and they're making up all kinds of of, of slanderous um, lies about her when, when the reality of the situation was we arranged and communicated that with them the entire time about these babies and with the lawyers were wow. communicating. So um, it's, it's just unbelievable. And, and this is, you know, the whole, the so people just that, that kind of underscores and highlights why we did what we yeah. did in order to be exactly. very strategic about how we went forward with this information and how we went forward with this right. babies and releasing this strategically so that, you know, it just didn't get a, a loss through a, through a, a, a host of red tape and, and political, um, political BS. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, now you
0: guys, AJ, you've been yeah. contending outside of, the, federal, the government building um, that is that is hiding the the facts of what really happened, and you guys remained on the ground in D.C. for several days, demanding justice and demanding that they actually perform the autopsies, that they yes. do their due diligence. Um, tell us just a little bit about that sure. process, um, sure, and how and the response.
1: Yeah, so within a number of hours, it wasn't even a day. I don't believe. Um, if it was, it wasn't much more than a day. Mayor Bowser goes public and says no autopsies will be performed. And DCPD says no, no uh, state violations have been made and that all of these babies have been aborted according to DC law. Surprise, surprise, right? So um, now becomes our effort, starts our effort to raise awareness. Live action went public with the videos and the evidence, Um, uh, granted uh, during this time, man, everything was so stinking stressful because when you're people don't understand when you're in a a situation like this, you have to play 5d chess because every single decision you make has a ripple effect and you have to think what is the best thing in order to bring justice? Do I go public now? Do I wait to go public and do a press conference? Do I have press conference the videos and show the evidence at the press conference? Mm-hmm. What's best for the justice in, in highlighting this to bring bring justice for these babies? And so it was right. incredibly stressful and incredibly difficult to to make decisions in, a, in such a tense moment. So Live Action wow. decided to go public with the video evidence that they had that we had worked with them to give on saturday the press conference was on tuesday um and tuesday we finally kind of went public with the information but uh we so we delivered the baby the PD picked up the babies on i believe friday night or saturday morning the 29th or the 30th uh mayor bowser produced her statement and then it right after the press conference it was all about getting an autopsy by god's grace we've we've had some Uh, a good, pretty decent um, outpouring of support with Congress and and the Senate. I believe um, it's over 60 congressmen and senators now have gotten behind this. And so far as Ted Ted Cruz, even I love Ted Cruz for a number of reasons, but he, um, he went on record and saying, Hey man, if we win the Senate, this is going to be very bad for you guys. If, um, yes. if you destroy okay. the these babies without giving them an autopsy, because the Good. first order of business is going to be to right. a, a, an investigation, so yes. praise God for him and um, now um, I, I have confirmed I think through through a number of people kind of independent people that the DC mayor does still have the babies i 'm sorry the the medical examiner does still have the babies, and they are there. So now, um, now it's, it's just a a matter of putting pressure, constant pressure on them to perform this autopsy. So, um, let me just say a few things in order to highlight the need for an autopsy. So I know you, you briefly touched on it, but a, a number of the babies, one was Harriet, another one was Phoenix. So Phoenix, uh, I, I don't think this has ever been seen, especially in an abortion. But Phoenix was, was delivered in something called an in-call delivery in, in, in that she – well, I'm, I'm assuming it's a she, but it could be a, a male. But the baby was encased still in the uh, amniotic sac in fluid. So Jeez, think, think about – a labor induction. So, late term abortions, just for the list- listeners, they're done two ways either through uh, dismemberment and a D&E or a-, a labor induction. So, right. in order to get a full term baby out, and especially one that's still in its amniotic sac, what does that tell you? One, a D&E hasn't been performed. And secondly, this baby was induced rather violently to get that baby out. In, in, in an in completely intact so that nothing so how do you deliver a baby and may ensure that baby is dead if you can't cut the umbilical cord it is virtually impossible to cut wow. the umbilical cord of a baby so because typically what they will do sometimes is they'll cut the umbilical cord while the baby is still inside in utero let it die and then deliver the baby right. out but in this case, you can't cut the umbilical cord because the fetus is there. And so this baby was delivered, the umbilical cord cut, oh. and left on a table still purple. You could see the, this precious child still purple because it suffocated on its own amniotic fluid alive on this table. It is impossible to prove, though, Without an autopsy, so the, underscoring the, the the need for an autopsy, we have to check for three things. We have to check for air in these ba- inside the baby's lungs, right? Because partial birth abortion, this baby can't take its first breath. It has to have died inside. So, without an autopsy, you can't check for oxygen, carbon dioxide in the lungs and in the system of this child. So. Second of all, this I know you have mentioned digoxin before. So digoxin is this medication that they give the day before to stop the baby's heart so that right. it doesn't it isn't born alive. And so the need you can't tell if this baby was given digoxin, this euthanogen, euthanogenic drug, uh without without testing for uh, to Jackson without an autopsy. So, so it underscores and highlights the need for an autopsy and justice, um, cannot be done if we don't know how these babies died. So they're, yes. they're desperately yeah. trying to hide this and, and they're desperately trying yep. to hide it because of the bills they're trying to pass. So now in three yes. or four different yes. States, Thank you know, you. yeah. Three different states, California, um, Maryland, Maryland. Uh, Colorado, Colorado. Right, we, we are now voting for infanticide as normative and yep. legal for, for, for children to, to, to you know, de- deny necessary um, care for children yep. that would ensue in their death. Yep. And we're yep. trying to make this normative and acceptable in, 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 in community. So I think by God's grace, he has allowed this because now, Seth, I can put up a picture of a murdered baby at full term and say, screw you guys, you are evil and despicable. This is what it is, American people, and we will not stand for this anymore. That's right. That's right. So we, we, yeah. And we've
0: talked about this, AJ, on the show. We've talked about how how in Maryland and California, they won't define the freaking word perinatal. And they yeah. won't define the word perinatal in the bill um, mm-hmm. because they understand if they gave it a very clear definition and most definitions apply that term to post yeah. up to 28 days after birth, <sighs> then they would be forced to acknowledge that they are trying to use soft soap, nondescript yes. language yep. to create an open ended application of yeah. the bill such that those involved in murdering infants after birth or mothers neglecting to uh, care for or murder their infants after birth will have no uh, criminal recourse, will have no legal recourse or way to bring a criminal charge against them. And why? Because they're afraid of Roe versus Wade getting overturned in June, Yeah, pro-life states starting to ban abortion. So they don't want to have any legal scenario where a woman might face, or an abortionist might face legal consequences Mm. for being arranged in murdering a baby up to point of birth or even after it they've after. been born. Someone said, are those bills uh, are passed yet? Um, no, but they're, they're sure working on it. Um, yes. And in California, we don't really even have a way to stop that until we have no. that red wave in November in California. So AJ, thank you. That was brilliantly articulate. Yeah. I think people needed to hear that and understand that. And this is why this story has the potential to really cause a yes. uh, monumentous waves in changing yes. the abortion conversation in America and the political conversation because they've been suppressing it for so long, mm-hmm. and now we're starting to realize, oh, this is happening all the time. Yes. We now have to, are forced to look at it, and and you know they say they say what do they say? It's about ten. They say about ten thousand, late term, ten thousand abortions a year after twenty weeks. It's probably more than that. Um, it's for it's sure more than that. Required to report yeah. their abortion data. Yeah. Here's the reality. Look at an American public. And now this helps us understand why they won't pass the Born Alive Abortion Survivors yeah. Protection Act that Ben mm-hmm. Sasse sponsored. And yes. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, AJ, right. have vetoed over 85 times now. Now we start to understand yeah. that Seth is correct when he says that the Democrat Party is the party of abortion and infanticide. Yes. And everyone gets yes. their panties in a wad when I say that. Well, now here you go. Here's the proof.
1: Exactly, man. No, and you you just articulated perfectly the 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 underlining reality of why they're doing what they're doing because who would protect infanticide right but now you understand yep. now you understand yep. this is all along they know they're desperately uh, afraid of Roe being overturned and the consequent rollout from that. And they're trying to protect their own asses legislatively and legally for when that happens so that they don't get in hot water. It's disgusting. And and what it does is just shows you the moral, just the absolute moral uh, depravity of these leaders. And and you, you, it's been said before, but you can tell, a nation by who that God is judging a nation by who its leaders are. And, and behold, your, your leaders now are the people that are, that are defending the elimination of, of living, breathing babies outside of the womb. And this is the, this is where our country is, Seth. I am just praying. I'm praying by to God that he would give me the opportunity to speak at some of these infanticide bills and to show the images of these babies, to show the humanity, and I'm so glad that God, in His infinite wisdom and grace, and I know that this happened, and I I trust Him that He's allowed it for reasons that I can't understand. Because, and it, uh, two things that this is really highlighted in in the character of God and for me is one, um you know, that God is still merciful because if, if I was in charge, I would have nuked this place a long right. time ago because right. the humanity of these babies are so and the humanity and innocence and, and the, the utter disregard for human life was so, so uh, evident to me, but then also yeah. the mercy and grace of God that he would continue to let people like us, Breathe his air, while we are doing this to children, Seth. It is, that, it is disgusting. Um, yeah, I, yeah. So well, and I. I, I it's a AJ lot, but
0: the last the last couple years of tyranny in America is is due in large part to our tolerance and apathy towards abortion. Yeah. Um, George Mason, the father of the Bill of Rights, AJ once mm-hmm. powerfully said that as um, uh, nations cannot be. Re, uh, rewarded or punished in the next world, mm. so they must be in this. Mm. By an inevitable chain of causes and effects, providence punishes national sins by national calamities. Mm. Um, people will be judged on the day of judgment. Mm-hmm. Nations will not be rewarded or punished mm. in the next world, and so they must be in this. God wow. is, has allowed so much wow. of the disruption in our lives in the mm-hmm. last two years, yeah. the the attacking of our other liberties and rights that we've taken yeah. for granted because yeah. we're born and we have born privilege. And, mm-hmm. and now we're recognizing that some of the rights and liberties we've taken for granted are beginning to deteriorate as well. Mm. And life has become more difficult. And the church was called non-essential. And we were given political consequences if we opened our church. And I think mm-hmm. so much of this is part of the punishment for our apathy towards intolerance of yeah. infanticide of children to Moloch, yeah. Yeah. Um, AJ, as we wind down very briefly, tell us um, about how Curtis Bay Medical Waste um, so conveniently in their yeah. timing changed some of the language on their website. Yes, um, and then and then I want you to tell people what they can do. But tell us again some of the suppression efforts. In, in yeah.
1: Storage. So Curtis Bay, as a result of this, have completely denied that one. Categorically denied that they even deal in aborted fetal matter at all, fetal tissue at all, right? So get online wow. and just totally lie about it. And then <laughs> they conveniently change all of the wording, um, such as we deal in biomedical waste from cradle to grave, literally. Literally, that was on their website. From cradle to grave, of course, you're gonna, they take that off and it's wow. it's just so despicable man it's it's just it, they're grasping at straws because they know they've been caught red handed and um, so they they' conveniently taken everything that would wow. um would you know be descriptive of w- what they actually do off of their website and uh, if you go to my Instagram story, you can actually see the before and after changes of their website and and um, shout out to Mark Harrington and created equal because yeah when when literally when this happened i called i called uh mark and said hey what do you know about uh curtis bay and he laughed because he'd he'd been exposing this for years with curtis bay this is no surprise so um anyway his thing is called project week link where he talks about biomedical waste and how if we go out you know, going after them is a weak link in, in attacking this abortion issue in our country. But um, good, good. so uh, the last thing you asked, I forgot.
0: So, yeah, uh, just tell AJ people where they can connect with you, yes. the survivors of the abortion Holocaust. And lastly, what are a couple things people can do, financial support of survivors? Um, sure. But what else could maybe people do as, as they listen to the end of this right now and, and are, are burdened?
1: Well, you know, clear some time out in your schedule and get ready because at certain point, I mean, this is far from over. We will be back in D.C. and we will uh, if at least we will be holding a memorial for these children. But at most uh, we will this will be building into something that is nationally a a movement. I will not. I, I personally have vowed before god and these children that i'm not going to let their death be um be wasted and i don't know if you can tell but i'm, I'm fired up man and and yeah. i am i have just witnessed and held in my hands unspeakable atrocity and un, un unbelievable evil and i will not stop i, I will not stop yeah. until and uh, t- until this is no more in this land um yeah and just pray. Uh, but you can find me at, uh, you know, on, on here on Instagram at AJ Hurley, but, uh, our survivors handle is survivors.la on Instagram. You can go to survivors.la, www.survivors.la. We're doing lots yeah. of other stuff. I'm really, at a certain point, I'd love to talk to you about some of this fetal organ harvesting stuff that's going on. Yeah. And um, yeah. this stuff is well, no we're gonna surprise.
0: On, so. We're going to have you back on, AJ, to talk about what's going on yeah. at UCSF as well, yeah. brother. Um, two two uh, lines just came to me. Um, from William Wilberforce, and we'll leave it there. Um, if to be alive to the suffering of my fellow human beings makes me a fanatic, mm. then I am the most insufferable fanatic ever committed at large. Um, and then Wilberforce also once said, uh, "You may choose to look the other way, yeah, uh, but you can no longer say that you did not know." Mm. Uh, and it reminds me of Proverbs twenty-four, eleven through twelve. AJ, uh, e. where It says to hold back those staggering toward the slaughter. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you say, uh, God, we did not know about this. Mm. Um, Does not he who made made your life know it? Does not he who formed your heart see it? Mm. And will he not judge man according to what he has done? Um, And we can no longer say we did not know. So guys, Mm -hmm. go support survivors. um, Reshare these photos. Yeah, Mm -hmm. AJ, anything else uh, someone could do?
1: Um, Other than that, I mean, just share this story. Honestly, we need to get the story out. This has to the outrage has to build the the best way to get justice for these babies is that we keep putting pressure on our legislators and keep putting pressure on Bowser. I have I will uh, link uh, Mayor Bowser's number, call her and and raise holy hell about these babies because it, yeah. um, without without public outrage, this is going to be quickly uh, swept under, under yep. the rug here. Um, and let me just quickly, just in, in closing here, I do want to underscore how vital, and I know it's not fun, it's not nice to look at, but how essential sharing these babies are in all the gruesome aspect yeah. of what they are. You know, after the Nuremberg trials they what they did was march the Germans through Auschwitz, and they right. showed them the bodies of these people and When you turn on your your news this week what you know it's it's convenient how we are so against showing these victim imagery, but um when you turn on the news this week you will for sure be seeing images of uh, victims from the war in ukraine in order no. to elicit a response from you uh whether whether that be good or bad um, it, for a particular narrative and that's just the reality right. of this so that the the, vict- the only the only images these babies will ever have of their humanity are the images that we took so right. resist the urge to write them off and look away, let them fill you with holy anger, and let that anger yeah. turn into righteous indignation to fuel you for the fight okay. against the preborn neighbor which is the fight to have for the gospel and the kingdom of God. They go hand in hand because. The last okay. thing Jesus said was all authority given uh, give me in heaven on earth. Therefore, go out and preach the gospel. But he didn't stop there, Seth. Yep. Going to teach them everything I have commanded of you. So what That's is ass- incredibly essential to the gospel proclamation is for you to yep. repent of the murder and apathy of your preborn neighbors and the sins and cultural climate of what is going on right now in America, repent from that, preach it from the hilltops, and point them to the Savior. Um, okay. So I, Jesus good. I did not call um, mm-hmm. the righteous. I, but I called sinners into repentance. And so when yeah. we turn these, we, we show these images of these babies. We are calling sinners of all different kinds of walks of life and sins to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ, the one who not only washes us, but picks us up and marches us into battle to defeat the enemy that he defeated at the cross. So
0: That's right. That's right. These babies are the innocent human beings on the side of the road that the Levite and the priest— and then walking by on the other side of the road. Yeah. So. All right, AJ. Well, thank you, brother. Uh, we'll thank you for your friendship, we're, brother. We're praying for you and your wife right now. Thanks, man. Um, stay faithful. Uh, call me if you need anything. And <laughs> well. Uh, we'll be flipping this podcast quickly. So if you're okay. listening live right now, guys, uh, get prepared to share this on YouTube and the iTunes podcast. Unaborted with Seth Gruber. Thank you, AJ. Blessing. Thank to you. you, brother.
1: God bless you, man. See you. Bud.